Live from the 215, this is Behind the Indies. I'm Ace Porter here with Pat with the Facts, my man Mike, and we sitting here with the owner and president of Raising the Bar. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Trizzy is in the building. Yes, what up, what's up? I'm chilling, man. How y'all doing, man? What up, man? We good. We good. We good. I appreciate man. Have y'all having me here, man. We smoke, Trizzy. Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. We'll get ready for <laughs> <laughs> If y'all couldn't tell by my eyes already, I'm fried. <laughs> you thought you might have had a long day. Yeah, yeah I had a long day, I, I had a you long day. You got a lot day, going on right now, Trey. Like, but tell us what's going on, Um, Tomorrow, man, Raise the Bar Wrestling Presents War Call. This is my first show of many. Um, it started off, Raise the Bar was a web series. Um, I was created indie wrestlers on the game because I was managing Frankie Picard a couple, like, two years back. He introduced me to the indie scene. I wasn't really familiar with the indies. I was stuck on what was on TV. I mean, like most people are. If you don't see it on TV, you really don't know about it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I started managing Frankie Picard, and I was like, wow, I play this game all the time. This is something me and my homeboys always did. We was always creating our own characters and guess going off of our own storylines and get stuff like that. But I took it a little bit further with Raise the Bar and started like grabbing indie guys that wasn't created and try to build awareness for them. Because I remember having them fighting uh, Chris Jericho or somebody, and I'm tagging Chris Jericho, and he see a guy he never known before. Like, oh, this guy got me fighting. Or oh, this guy, like, damn, that really looked like me. I mean, it's a whole different platform to get you out there to make people aware of the wrestlers. So, that was my whole intentions of Raise the Bar to build awareness. I mean, and hopefully one day start a federation from it. A couple years later, um, Frankie Picard again. Shout out to Frank. Shout out to Frank. Linked me up with uh, Matt Tremont, the bulldozer. And he had the H2O Wrestling Center. And he was like, listen, uh, this is a building where you can have your event at if you're willing to do it. And after that, I was like, man, let's go. So what what was the plans for that though? Like, all right, so like, you you had the building. Like, did you have in the back of your mind that you wanted to do like a wrestling show? I always wanted to do a wrestling show. Like I said, I'm a big wrestling fan. If I could leave music alone and get do wrestling, I would. I mean, like, I love. Like, I I can say leave music alone. It, music will still play a part because I love music too. It's against part of everyday life. But at the same time. I grew up on wrestling. This is something I always wanted to do. Literally, when my grandmother was moving about two months ago, I found the folder from a wrestling federation with me and my homeboy started in 1996. Just to keep us out of trouble. Sheesh. And she kept a folder. Like, before I throw this stuff out, you want to go through it. And this was right after I booked with Matt Tremont. So this is like confirmation mm -hmm. that I was meant to do this. Because I'm like, 1996, October 12th, 1996, me and my homeboy Tyree folks, wow. we started our own wrestling federation to keep our homeboys out of trouble and make some money. So, I'm like, here we is years later, and everything is going exactly how we wanted to go when we was younger, but now on a bigger platform, and it's real now. So, like I said, it's, it's, it's still surreal to me, like, wow. We started this in '96, me and my homeboy, to keep us out of trouble because we love what we and we love wrestling and everything. Two years ago, I took me. At first, I did something called celebrity wrestling. I had. Remember you remember that? I remember that. I, this was before Def Jam Vendetta. <coughs> this before they did. I was creating the rappers from Philadelphia mm -hmm. on the game. I had Tone Trump on fighting Lil Wayne, like. And this was building, a, and I had their music playing while they walk into the ring. Like, I was literally trying to show my city off in so many different ways that was so different. People didn't know how to accept it at first. Yeah. Then I see Def Jam Vendetta pop up. I'm like, damn, that was me. Right. That was me without the budget. Like, damn. Right. Without the support. Like, where did you, you get the vision for that, though? Like, where the fuck that come from? Being a rapper that was trying to get out there and knowing how hard it was to get out there. It was like, I'm a wrestling fan and I love music, so let me mix these two, make the underground fight the big dogs. And while they walking out, like, damn, that song was dope that he walked out to. That was your shit, my man. Like, it's, it was always about just promoting, networking, and trying to get out there and, and trying to help not only myself, but others get out there. My peers. I mean, like I said, I call my peers 
the ones who haven't made it yet. If you haven't made it yet, you my peer. It's like, right. even though certain peers feel like they over people, if we still in the same spot, you still my peer. <laughs> like, so Facts. cool out. Like, yeah. like, like know your level. Like we all, you might be a little bit here, but dog, we still on the same floor. Mm-hmm. You ain't in the penthouse yet, nigga. <laughs> so, but people get sadiddy and it's nothing wrong with feeling yourself because it helps you become who you try to become you have to have that self-confidence like yeah I'm that shit but you still have to be like I'm humble as hell too because at any moment this shit can be took away mm-hmm. and it's always somebody on your fucking heels waiting to take your spot that's why so, you gotta stay hungry like I, said, I guess like I said I love stay hungry stay humble I love music mm-hmm. I love wrestling so if I can continue to kind of mix and mash them together, I'm going to continue to do it. Now, how did you get into the hosting? Because I remember I was like 19, and um, you was hosting the show that I was performing on. That's when we initially met. Larry Larry Joint? Yeah, right in the hole in the wall, John, right up uh, towards the, right right back uh, towards the bridge. But what's crazy? No, 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 that was, uh, that was, that Billard, was Tycone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yep, Billards. Yep. Um, I was doing some shows at the Billard, um, the Billards with a promoter named Mikey Mikey Mike, and uh, it was an opportunity we to, to do something different out of my neighborhood, reach out, because I went to Frankfurt High, so it was closer to where I went to school at, so it was a chance to branch out to some of the people I went to school with. But like I said, the hosting thing, I met Larry Larry years ago. He was doing Industry Tuesdays. Me being a rapper, trying to get out there, I went to one of his events. He was like, I'm looking for a host, paying $300 every week. I told him that night, I said, listen, I'm going to be your host. (laughs) He said, whatever, kid. For the next two years, I was Larry Larry host. Like, literally, like, I was his host. Now, keep it it real, Trizzy. Did I fuck that stage up and all? You always been dope. I mean, like I said, like, I'm not not fans of everybody. But he's always, he's always had a a star aura to him. He could, he could rap. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like he was just up there being cool and was, he felt himself, but he could actually rap. And I don't only like people that can actually rap. I don't care how cool you look, nigga. Yeah. Like, anybody can look cool for a day. Right. But are you talented? Mm-hmm. And so many people get away with not being talented, but being fucking cool. Yeah. That the talented niggas be like, yo, get your cool, your uncool ass out of here. <laughs> and he be the most talented motherfucker in the world. But because he ain't cool, you make like, man fuck out of here. <laughs> so, yeah. but he always had both. He can't always was fresh. Never looked like he didn't. Never look like he needed to be doing the shit. He looked like he was already ready for it. And that's that's one of the things people don't understand in business and anything. Wrestlers, indie wrestlers, you have to look like who you want them to see you as. And a lot of these indie wrestlers don't take pride in even looking dope. Mm. Y'all dress like shit. Tomorrow, I told y'all, 6 o'clock, 6.30, we're going to have Philly Dot Hip Hop out there. Wrestle K going to be out there. They all have their backdrops. Pictures going to be taken. Be dressed appropriate. Look like a superstar because I'm, I'm looking at y'all like superstars. I don't look at indie guys as no lesser than the guys that's on the main circuit. Because in the, the day, the main circuit right now is snatching all the indie guys. Exactly. Exactly. And if you go, watching. if you play the video game, Vince got every one of their movesets in there. Oh, yeah. I'm like, this dude is genius. He said, even if I don't sign you, I'm going to take your movesets. Somebody going to create you, and we still going to have you. So I'm like, it's genius. So like I said, the hosting thing, I said, Larry Larry gave me my opportunity. It was an opportunity for me to be seen every week. To talk all the time, like literally all the time. Night, come on, come on. Talk all the time. And like I said, it wasn't just for me rapping every week now. It was me every time I, I got a chance to rap and be seen that whole night. So they hear my voice all night. You seeing me all night. It wasn't just that one time I jumped on stage and rapped. I said, that's, that's the opportunity. The hosting got me in more doors than being a rapper did. I host for Lil Wayne, Birdman, Kim Bella. Uh, Michael Blackston, uh, Tone Trump, Freeway, Gilly the Kid, uh, who else? Pinky, the porn star. I mean, everybody I've hosted for almost 
a lot of people. And hosting got me in the door way before being a rapper did. Now, how do you translate that type of grind into, like, the wrestling world, the wrestling industry? Because I know I'm applying the same moves from, you know what I'm saying, from what we do in the music industry. How are you taking on the wrestling industry as far as marketing, branding, promotion? Um, kind of the same way. Like, I guess I had PJ, the producer, the puppet, just drop a drop for the joint. And he, right now, he's one of the most popular puppets in the city. I mean, shout out to Peanut Live. He he sparked the whole puppet movement off in Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, I was a part of both of them situations, behind the scenes, helping out and stuff like that. So it, I guess, like I said, I'm taking the same things I'm doing with music and entertainment and, and guess applying it with the wrestling. They telling me I shouldn't do it like that. I'm like, why not? He's like, now we don't do it that way. I'm like, I don't really care how y'all was doing it before. I, even with the show tomorrow, me having people performing and stuff like that, like, people not really used to that at a wrestling show. You're like, that's not how you do a wrestling show. Man, I don't care how you do a wrestling show. This is how I want to do my wrestling show. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm guessing, like I said, my whole thing is about having fun. If you having fun, you don't care about nothing else. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters when you having fun. So, I'm trying to bring the fun that I have in entertainment, in this entertainment world, to the wrestling world that I think Lacks it a little bit. Like I said, they the indies have the moves. They lack storyline. I mean, like the indies can definitely work on storylines that's more you be more indulged into. Mm-hmm. I mean, characters are a little bit too basic. Where WWE they 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 give you somebody like like even fa- a guy like Fandango. He's a dancing dude, but you like you know this character. So it's like I feel like they need the character develop more. But I'm like, this is stuff that I want to bring and raise the bar a little bit different. I want to kind of focus on the people that you kind of looking over and their character, who they are. Like be you. I don't want you to come here and I give you this whack old character don't fit who this person is. I want you to be you. I mean, and push that so people can know you for that. No, it makes sense. I, I never really looked at it like that. So you want to be the first federation that kind of focus more on character development, like a WWE, but still have that action, that intense, like as far as the, the, the indies is concerned, as far as the language and stuff like that. Language, I want to keep it PG-13. Um, Action-wise, I, I want the action is... is is as tense as um, New Japan. I mean, I want the excitement is just as intense as Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Storylines like WWE, I ain't going front. WWE still to this day, stories are the best. That's why I watch it. I watch it more for stories than fighting. Because the matches are whack. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess was telling my girl, I'm like, Every one of their products but Raw and SmackDown are good, wrestling-wise. 205 Live is great wrestling matches. And now that they extended the matches a little bit longer, I'm like, wow, these they, these dudes really go in. NXT go hard. Yeah. Any of their competition the tournaments, they go hard. But as soon as they go to Raw and SmackDown, it's like they forget how to go hard. <laughs> and I'm like, what's up? I know y'all the main dudes they're trying to preserve, but that don't stop y'all from going hard. Because right now, Impact is going hard. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, sir. Impact guy right there. <laughs> and what's crazy, I've been an Impact fan for a long time, but what Impact lacked was storylines. Everybody, that's what... Like Vince always had that over in, in good characters where other federations kind of try to copy. And when you try to copy, it don't always go. Guess like Vince did it. And now TNA ain't copying nobody. They just letting, again, the wrestlers be them. The Callahan that I see over there is the Sammy Callahan I seen when I went to CZW events. OVE, all they did was change their name. They the same guys. Desmond Xavier, he the same dude I fell in love with at a CZW event two years ago. 
Nothing changed but their name due to whatever. But they still let them be them. And that's why you're getting the best wrestling that you're going to get. Because it's not, hey, go in there and boom, 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 end it like this. It's not robotic. It's still predetermined like we know, but it's still go have fun, kids. And that's what you want your shit to be like. Go have fun. Don't go hurt each other. Go have fun. At the end of the day, y'all got to return to y'all family and do this tomorrow, next week. This is a business at the same time. So you're not in there to hurt no one unless you hate that dude. (laughs) (laughs) But nobody on my roster hate each other. So like I said, I guess go have fun. I want y'all to be y'all. Tell us about your roster. Tell tell us who... the main event for one is Mr. Grimm, the hitman for hire mm. versus the God of War, Frankie Picard. I call both of them hybrids in wrestling because both of them are big guys. They're heavyweights, mm-hmm. but they can flip like luchadors yep. and they're technical like a Bret Hart or a Chris Jericho. Then they can go hardcore if they needed to like a Sandman and a Raven, but they don't have to go there, but they can so that's one of the reasons I made them my main event. Plus, they have history with their <laughs> Frankie's new manager used to be Grimm's old manager. So they have some some tension between there. So that's that's my main event. Then I got uh the rogue Anthony Gangone. I'm pretty much sure everybody know who he is. He's the belt collector. He's been collecting belts before. A lot of these guys was collecting belts. <laughs> At one time, I saw a picture of Anthony Gangone. He looked like the Ultimo Dragon. Is he? <laughs> he had so many belts. I said, "This dude looked like Ultimo." I mean, um, he's facing JT um, JT Funk for his for his title, and I'm kind of nervous because I don't know if y'all saw the promo that they that JT was cutting and Gangone interrupted. He told <laughs> JT like, "I know your stuff. You like to dance and have fun." <laughs> I guess one my match with one arm, you should be very afraid. And I'm like, JT, my man. And when Gango said that, I got afraid. <laughs> I was like, hold up. Hold up, fam. I'm afraid. Like, So I hope JT take this a little bit more serious. Then, I mean, I mean, I know he liked the 10 and, 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 Wave to the fans and get the fans riled up while the match is going on. Do that in the beginning and guess go at Gangon because he's coming in to destroy and collect another belt. So I want JT to walk out champion, but I don't know how that's going to go, yo, to be honest. Um, How you think the main event's going to go? Don't ask him that. That's not fair to him. Man, I'm going to be honest. I don't know because I used to manage Frank and I'm now managed Mr. Grill. So, it's, I don't know. It's like it's, I'm a fan of both of these guys, and uh, is it going? It's going to come down to one move at the right moment, the right time. I feel like and that can determine the match. I feel they got 30 minutes, so uh, I feel like I say it's going to come down to somebody messing up. Mm. Somebody, it's going to come down to somebody messing up, and I guess hope that they. <laughs> Neither one of them mess up. Like, because <laughs> Frankie's, he got a kill shot and Grim got a kill shot. So, neither one of them. And Grim bringing the body bag. Like, he literally <laughs> dropped the promo about two days ago. He burnt Frankie Pitcher. Like, set his pitcher on fire. So, like, I like this, these promos. Like, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I don't, I don't tell him. Like, I can tell him, like, let's, let, let's bring it. I didn't. That, that whole burning the picture, I kind of, I, no, I got worried for Frank. <laughs> like when Jake, when when Gangone told, like walked up with a half an arm and told JT, I guess won my match with a, a a one arm. You should be very afraid. Instantly, I got afraid. When I saw Grim burn Frankie's picture, I instantly got afraid for Frank. Like I was like, damn man, this this is scary, man. Like then we got uh we got Mitch Valen. He's up, 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 upcoming hardcore. He wants, I mean, like he, he wants his hardcore title. Like he gets want to be known for the guy that don't take no shit and whips a lot of ass. He fought Matt Tremont, came came up short, 
Dally's Face and DJ Hyde. And um, I don't know if DJ Hyde's going to be at the show. He gets lost his dad. So um, rest in peace to DJ Hyde's dad. Rest in peace. My condolences goes out to his family. I don't know if he's going to be at the show, so it it might be a change in the card. Mm -hmm. But he's supposed to face DJ Hyde, the owner of CZW, the Lariat guy, Dojo Deej, um, in a pretty much strong style match. I mean, hard-hitting. Uh, last man standing. Like I, I like DJ. I think has the hardest chops and slaps in indie wrestling. You ever argue with that? You ever see yo? I can't argue with that at all. Like he slaps the skin off your chest. Ooh, I gotta see DJ, that. I, I've seen, like I, I've been a fan of DJ since he first showed up in CZW just as a wrestler. I was like, who is this guy? Cause he came. Cause wasn't he starting with John Dahmer? He was. Um. He. I think. Uh. Was this like his protege or something? He was. I. I forget who he came in with, but ever since he came in, DJ has been a badass. Yeah. In like death matches and like he started the death tournament, tournament of death, like, like, like the stuff that he's involved in, his body's been through. That's one of the reasons I give Mitch kind of the maybe the head, like the the upper, because mm-hmm. he's a little bit younger, and his body hasn't been through as much wear and tear as DJ's. But at the same time, DJ's a veteran, and Mitch is still a, a up and coming guy. So that's it. it's going to be very hard hitting if DJ can make it. Hopefully he can, but if not, I got a, a formidable replacement. I mean, it's going to be very very crazy. We got House of Glory Zone, Sasha Jenkins, the Bobby Brown and wrestling. I mean, it's hilarious. Without the without the coke sniffing. I mean, without without the coke. Uh, he answered my question before I was gonna. Ask. Yeah. <laughs> I said I, I said let me get that out there right now. Uh, without without the coke and without Whitney. Um, but he's he's the Bobby Brown of wrestling. He just fills himself to a, a crazy extent to where he should. He's a great athlete. He looks good. I mean, ladies love him. I mean, like, and like I say, he's 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 knocking shit down in House of Glory. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when you doing your thing, you supposed like I say, you supposed to feel yourself. Mm-hmm. But you got to be careful because somebody is also there to make you unfeel yourself. He's facing uh, Miles Millennium. He's a part of a tag team called KTB, killing the business with Tim Taylor. Um, they killing the Indies right now. But I had to split them guys up because they so used to wrestling with each other. I said, let me split you guys up, put you in a singles match. Let Miles do his thing, see how he handle himself by himself without Tim watching his back. And let Tim do his thing without Miles watching his back. So Tim's also in the match against the unpredictable Jay George. Jay George, I don't even know what he's going to be wearing. Like Every time he comes to the ring, like most wrestlers, they come to the ring with the same ring gear every week. Every time. Jay George, every time he comes to the ring, different ring gear. <laughs> so you don't know what merchandise you want to buy from him because it's like, <laughs> you see it one time, like, that shit was hot. But then next time you see him, like, ain't the same shit he had last time. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes out, he'll run through the crowd, like, and he'll sit next to you and shit before you get in the ring. Like, he's like, oh, you're supposed to be in the ring and shit. So, like, he's so unpredictable. I don't know what he's going to do tomorrow. But him and Tim Taylor is facing each other, and I'm supposed to be throwing a, a mystery opponent in there. I'm seeing how they go tomorrow too. But then we also have uh, what's our Kyler Chan, formerly known as Kai Katana. He he was in the CWC. He he he, he performed in the, I think the second round tournament. He was in that for the WWE. Also was on NXT. I think twice or once performed on NXT. But he's performing to, um, tomorrow also against who is opponent again? I'm uh, sorry, T.J. Crawford from the Beach Bombs. I mean, so that should be an interesting match too. Then we have super super duper referee from TNA, uh, Chris. I forget how to pronounce his last name. Is it Chris Lion Levin? Chris Levin. He 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 did the he's he's on TNA every week. He's Impact's yep. 
He's he's impacts he's front and center on the post. He's, <laughs> he, he's he's impacts uh like main event, almost all the main event uh referee. So he's our he's our main event main event referee for Frank and, and Grim. He's That's also dope. gang going and um and JT's referee. Championship yeah, the championship match. He's the referees. Um, we have also Ian Short is one of our referees. We also have Paul the Package is one of our referees. Uh, we have live performance. Like I said, it's, it's we got crazy. It's crazy tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's sounds crazy. Short. Show. It's, the, it's the it's the DJ. So it's the whole time is music playing. Like it's gonna be like a party. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be y'all having fun. I'm, I'm screaming at y'all like I'm like I want three people like. Y'all not going to be sitting there waiting for the next match. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no twiddling your thumbs. Like, it's going to be something playing. Like, yo, that's my shit, yo. Like, uh-huh. ask, yo, ask DJ, can he play this? Like, <laughs> like ask, yo, DJ, can I hear so-and-so? <laughs> so-and-so in the first row. So like, like I, it's going to be like a party, but we're wrestling, man. Like, I really want y'all to have fun. And leave like yo, that was dope. Like I said, like I said, I don't care if it's eight people in there, eighty people, to eight thousand. It's my first show, mm-hmm. and it's a dream coming true. So I'm happy for anybody that show up. Mm-hmm, that's the real. I mean, I said it. It, it costs a lot to throw a wrestling show, but at the same time, it's like, listen, I knew what I was getting into when I got into it. Mm-hmm. Wrestlers are crazy though, yo. This it, it wasn't easy. Like they stressful as fuck. <laughs> I thought this wrestling, this rap game was something. <laughs> Wrestlers is something else, yo. Now, now, how was that like putting together a show? Like, do you decide? Like, did you did you build the card? Like, how did how did you yeah, figure I, out the, how you were going to run it? Like, how you were going to go about? It's it? crazy because the card that I had wasn't the original card. Mm-hmm. If people saw the original flyer, it was a whole bunch of people on there that's not on the card now. And it like wasn't it wasn't that they wanted more in there. Just I guess they want to really go over my budget and. And be one of them promoted like, yo, listen, um, I'm gonna call you Vince Geek, right? Right. <laughs> you, you meet me down fifth in, in, in Jefferson. Knock on a red door, ask for Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't wanna get somebody this long ass, long ass excuse why I can't give them their bread uh, at the end of the night. Cause my whole thing is, I wanna make sure everybody get paid even if I don't make no fucking money. Right. Cause I want them like, yo, they gonna talk shit regardless. Like this, but I want them like they can't say I ain't pay your ass. <laughs> you can't say I'm a janky promoter. Right. <laughs> I mean, you can't say that. Like you can't say, oh, he bought and hold up to his word with paying me. Plus, I'm doing something different with the wrestlers. Like I'm giving them money off of every ticket they sell. So if you got a good following, you can make some good money. If you don't, so. invite your family. Try to get as many people out you. Like, but no other promotion does that. Is what do you want to book book you for? And that will your book. And then if you got some merchandise, they usually make money off of merchandise. But if you don't got no merchandise, and you getting booked for whatever you getting booked for, and that nigga don't got your money, now you asked out. <laughs> and then you you help put asses in seats. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is like they always tell you in this business, put the, the goal is to put asses in seats. Absolutely. But the goal is to make money. Like, I don't want people putting asses in seats for me if I'm capitalizing the most from it. So, we'll raise the bar. My whole thing is, like I said, we try to raise the bar. I want y'all to make more money. If you're popular as hell, then you got an opportunity to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. When they come to the door, they're going to be asked, like, who you here for? When they pay any money, who you here for? Mm-hmm. I'm just here for the show. All right, then that's all us. Yep. Who you here for? I'm here to see Mr. Grimm. All right, there's a check going next to his name. So at the end of the night, some of that money going to him. I'm here to see Frankie Picard. Same time, I gave him all 10 tickets. At the end of the day, give me what's left of the money. Don't give me your cut. Take your cut. Mm-hmm. So that's you already got money before you even start wrestling. Oh, Incentive. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I want people to, like I say, I want people to make some money off of who they are. Don't rely on us. Because most promotions don't give two shits. True. I want to be a promotion that do. So I'm giving you opportunity to show your worth. Mm-hmm. 
you might bring a hundred people here. If I'm giving you five dollars off every ticket, you just made five hundred dollars plus whatever I gave you to wrestle. Plus your merchandise. So I I hope the wrestlers took that in consideration and they went hard. Cause this is like I said, I'm new to this world, so it's not in Philadelphia. I can't guarantee a whole bunch of my people to come because it's not in our home court. So I was hoping that me giving them incentive to bring more of their people, because they will want to do the joint like all all in. I mean, so like I said, but the process, like I said, is I put the card together based on who I had on my card and who I who I grabbed first. I grabbed the wrestlers first, like all right, let me just grab them. Who I like, who I seen in the ring that's dope. Then I try to match them together to where. When you look at the card, you don't know who going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can say that. Because when you look at every match, you don't really know who going to win. You're like, I don't know bull like that. I don't know bull like this. And is that, is that a decision that you make or the decision between the wrestlers? Like, how does that go? What you mean? Like, like who has the final say so? Like, on who wins the match? Yeah. Us, the, the, the federation. Okay. I mean, the wrestlers is pretty much like, they, they job is to go out there and put on a great show and go with the program because of the day the program is what's going to keep us going. Right. I mean, the program might not be for this person to win tonight, but you might win the next five everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like I said, like and my whole thing is I don't bury nobody. That's why I'm not putting matches that you can already predetermine just by looking at them. I don't want the people to predetermine and match like, I already know he's going to win this match. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know who's going to win any of the matches. That's how, because I picked a whole bunch of good people, and I put them up against good people. I didn't put a giant against a little dude like, oh, little dude going to win that one. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't know who's going to win anything because everybody is put together properly. That's it. But the process, I grabbed a whole bunch of guys that, in the process of me asking them to do certain things. They didn't want to do it, and it gets didn't work. Like I said, I asked a few guys. To not change who they were, but to change what certain things meant. And they didn't want to do it, so I had to take certain people off the card and guess replace them with certain things. Like I said, like, I'm trying, like, for my brand, if I'm playing Vince McMahon for this show and I'm paying you guys, I'm not, if I'm not asking you to belittle yourself, throw a luchador mask on so niggas can't know who you are. Or do something super stupid, work with me. Right. Like, I mean, like I said, work with me because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to tarnish your gimmick. But at the same time, if your gimmick don't work for what I'm trying to do here, if I ask you to switch it a little bit for it can work here, I can still pay you. Let's find a medium to make that work. Right. I mean, like I said, but like I said, um, had a couple guys, like I said, that I wanted to work with. And dates didn't work out, so I had to replace certain people, certain wrestlers. Like I say, my plan and they plan didn't go together, so it didn't work out. I said, but like I said, I still, I'm still looking to work with these same people in the future because I'm like, hopefully they can see it how I see it. Because mm-hmm. I said, I'm not sure. I don't want nobody. Like I said, if I'm not changing your gimmick, we should, we should be on go. Like, I mean, I, I'm not changing nobody's gimmick that I, unless it's super whack. Sometimes changing the gimmick may be a, a good character reinvention for me. I mean, like I say, like, my whole thing is that I work with artists that I met them when they was, didn't have a gimmick, didn't have a buzz, didn't have nothing but the talent. We had to find out how to market you, how to make people like you, and even pay attention to what you do. Yep. So it's like, all right, what's... If you come and send me, and I know you can wrestle, but you don't interest me other than you in the ring, I'm like, I got to switch you because you only good in the ring. Nothing else is good about you. So no one's going to care about you other than when you're in the ring. I need them to care about you when you're not wrestling. Mm-hmm. This is how you get booked when you're not wrestling. I tell wrestlers all the time, you ain't like a rapper. We can go pay a promoter $20 and get on his stage and show our talent. True. Wrestlers can't just go pay somebody to get in the ring. Yeah. You got to get booked. Mm-hmm. Or you got to be a part of a school that's doing something. Yeah. So you don't get a chance to show how good you is like we do. 
So at Raise the Bar, like I said, I want to give opportunities to guys that's green, that just graduated from school. But at the same time, you have to at least graduate from school so I know you ain't going to hurt whoever <laughs> I put you in the ring with. Like, so like I said, it's, like it's, it's crazy picking people because, like I said, you wrestlers try to overcharge me. <laughs> yo, like, it's real, yo. Like, when you a new promoter and they they know you don't know the business, when you ask them how much, they going to tell you more than what they get. They going to tell you what they want to get. Yep. And I ain't mad because when somebody called me, hey, Trizzy, can you pull up for so-and-so, so-and-so? I'm like, uh, how long? What you need me to do? All right. Depending on if I know them, if it's the first time you call me, you don't get my highest price. Because at the end of the day, it's my first time you ever you we ever talk. And even if you tell me no, you going to tell me what you can do. Yeah. So the negotiation going to come. But wrestlers from the rip was like, I want this. <laughs> I want that. And I went back and started talking to some of my OGs. Like, they thought I was just going to come in this joint blind. Like, I was going to have some <laughs> some old heads in the background that wrestle or book telling me how this joint go. I'm like, yo, so-and-so, so-and-so charged me. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they was flabbergasted. Like, what? They told you what? He told you what? I'm like, yo, you dudes really try and get over on me. And, I'm tr- and what's crazy is I'm the only wrestling promotion Try and give you money off of ticket sales. But y'all still want to overcharge me. Well, y'all should be like, you know what? Since I can make money off these tickets, I know about 20 people going to pull up for me. Mm-hmm. I do it for this. Yep. But you want to overcharge me and get ticket sale money. Y'all motherfuckers. I was like, <laughs> these motherfuckers. I couldn't believe it, yo. I was like, yo. I'm on the phone with Grim, like, Grim, these motherfuckers. I'm like, he's like, calm down, man. I'm like, yo. I'm like, I can't take this shit, dog. I'm like, and then, like I say, it's hard, man. Like I said, because I'm, I'm, all I'm doing is trying to put money in motherfuckers' pockets and put on a good show. Like, for the people that's watching, I want y'all to love what y'all watching. Be fans of new wrestlers. And them, I want them to make some money. And go home with some new fans. Yeah. That's the plan. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Let them, let them, let them know where they can find you at, bro. Raise the bar wrestling on Instagram. Uh, Trizzy the mouth on Instagram. Ibn Dunbar Simmons on Facebook. Ibn Alim Dunbar Simmons on Facebook. Raise the bar on Facebook. Uh, Vixen Game University. That's all the things y'all need to follow that can get all the information about Raise the Bar. And then also, Franchise Live every Thursday, Comcast and Verizon, Channel 66 on Verizon, 29 on, um, no, I'm sorry, 66 on Comcast, 29 on Verizon from 11 to 12 p.m. It's a music video show. We play music videos. We've been on for 14 years and counting. The longest running Philadelphia TV show. I'm vice president and program director. We also on Roku 24-7 with the Franchise Live Network. Um, after we shoot Raise the Bar, that will be airing on Roku um, after it's all edited and everything. So awesome, nice. yeah. So awesome, bro. Thank you for coming by the cave, bro. You one already know, man. Fucking one of the best <laughs> interviews I've ever done. <laughs> man, I, I appreciate it, man. I would love to come up um, more often. You know, like this shit was far as fuck. <laughs> my Uber was forty dollars. I mean, it's, it's not that, brother. <laughs> but, um, but like I say, I enjoyed it. Like I say, the, the that the atmosphere is really, really dope. And like I said, I want to come up here and talk about wrestling with y'all because I love wrestling. Like I said, I want to talk about Raw because like I said, I don't always catch it, but I always go back and rewatch it. And I love some of it, but then I'm like, if they would go harder, I would love it more. Because I said, the stories is there. I mean, like the Roman thing, I'm getting so tired of his push. But I love this whole everybody against the shield shit. Because they was whipping everybody ass when they first came. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's, it's payback. It's, it's literally flipped. The situation's flipped around. And that's why I love it because it makes sense. 
One thing about WWE, it might look like it don't make sense, but when they put them video packages together, all that she's like, damn, that shit didn't happen like that. <laughs> that did go like that. They're damn. second to none with those video packages. They are amazing. I mean, yeah, for sure. I say I thank y'all, man, for letting me come past the cave, man. Look for seeing y'all tomorrow. Um, bell time is eight o'clock. Uh, I need y'all there if y'all want to be there for the red carpet situation. Have y'all backdrop up by at least six thirty if y'all can be there. Um, like I say, whatever merchandise y'all have, y'all want to set up a table. Whatever y'all want to do, y'all can do. I appreciate y'all. My dog. Truth be told, that was supposed to be the end of the show. But Trizzy is in here cracking us the fuck up. We're not even gonna get to our show, so he, he can't leave. So, so we gonna get into some, we gonna get some more we gonna get into some more wrestling. You wanna talk about yeah, raw? Talk some wrestling. Now, Trizzy, I, I posted a question in the group today. Um, is anyone excited for the build up as far as evolution? And a lot of people said it was no fucking. I'm not looking forward to that at all. <laughs> that is gonna be WWE's worst pay per view to date. Do you think how you think the ticket sales is going for that? They very very low. I think I don't think they're going to sell out. It's going to like one of those SmackDown um, tapings, yo. They they picked the poor market for it. They they picked Long Island of all places, and yeah. you know they just did four nights in New York in New York City. So and they're doing four more nights come you know April. So it's just. It, they should have moved it somewhere else. Oversaturating that 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 place, like, but at the same time, it's like the women's division is like the weak link of WWE. They don't go hard, so for them not to go as hard as they need to go, for you to base a whole pay per view around them, it's like, come on, man! Like you you pulling teeth. Like you want to pay our money for this. And you know that when we watch the, the, the matches on Raw and SmackDown, they be watered down. You're like, come on, you going to give me a whole four hours of water? <laughs> I don't want four hours of water, baby. Like, I ain't on the beach. Like, come on, man. Nah, they, and they actually oversaturated the pay-per-views because it was like they're promoting like four back-to-back and like three is still to come at this point. So it's just like... The Crown Jewel, then you got the Super Showdown, Evolution, then he's added the Hell in the Cell. Yeah, that's the, and the, you also have that the you know the the overhanging hypocrisy of the whole thing. They're going back to Saudi Arabia the week after Evolution. Yeah. Meanwhile, the story you know the story is that they planted the head. Some you see story uh, female activist and, and you know Shawn Michaels is is going out there just to just to draw tickets. That's all it really is for them. But they say that the Saudi the Saudi the guy that's running the joint he really a big fan of throwback WWE. So this is one of the reasons that he's bringing a lot of the older wrestlers, the Undertakers, the 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 um, Triple H's, the Shawn Michaels back, because he's not really current. He don't really know these current guys. Yeah, so much throwback he, that he's requesting the dead. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> Yokozuna and uh, who else? Ultimate Warrior he requested. Yep. yep. <laughs> like He requested two dead wrestlers. Like, <laughs> this is how much he loves throwback. Like he's really a really a throwback WWE fan. So where they, they this is why they're getting all these. I don't. I'm not a fan of Shawn Michaels coming back. I'm like I not don't want to see Shawn no more. You not know? in these conditions. Yeah. I just like to see him stay retired. I guess yeah, I, certain I, people. I, the perfect to way to end a career and and just leave it. Just leave it alone. Like I don't want to see Shawn Michaels again do one more match. Like I ain't going front one more match with the right person. I would see like, uh, but when but y'all super older, it's not gonna be as good as it would have been that one last match. Like I rather you get that one last match when you still got that, that that. that uh, yeah. Like Undertaker, I don't want to see him wrestle no more ever. Like he gets on his last. I can't, couldn't agree more. <laughs> he on his last. He he built his last lap, but it's like <laughs> it's like they keep bringing him out the race again. Like we need you to race one more time, Taker. Come on, do it again. One more time. He like, come on, man. Did I bigger that check again? That's what they bring the guy back for a damn tag team match. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, If, if they use Super Showdown to set up a tag team match for Crown Jewel. Like, Bull took his whole gear off. He put his gear, he took his gear off in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, when God. somebody took their gear off, you're like, it's over with. And then you see, like, special appearance. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 when he picking shit back up out the ring, like. Like so, like I said, I don't, like certain guys. Like I said, I understand the Saudi Arabia guy, the king or the prince, the person that's that's having them out there. 
he don't he's not really a big fan of what's current. But at the same time, I'm I don't want to see the older guys as nothing but managers. Like Yeah. Like I'd rather see you bring a young guy down that you think got the potential and you his push instead of you in the ring trying to go for one last push. Like Agreed. I'm looking forward to that Brock joint though. I, that whole Brock situation, I like how that ended. With Brock coming and ripping um, that whole situation, I, I I love that. I didn't have a problem with it. I loved I it because I didn't expect like that it. Shit. I hated that. I didn't expect it. <laughs> I why'd you hate it? I didn't want to see Brock back on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not gonna hold you. I I'm not gonna front because of the champion he was. I it made me hate Brock Lesnar too, but. You can't admit Brock is a badass dude, dog. Every time he's on TV. When he feels like it, absolutely. When he's on, every time he's on TV, when he's supposed to, his matches, he's brutal. He, I mean, like, he just give it to you. So when I saw him come back, I'm like, I wasn't expecting that. I was like, that was so unexpected. It was, I wanted to see him. I'm like, he's not going to win the belt. We ain't about to go through what we just went through. But it was a good turn of events for neither one of them to lose. And that's what I was saying. Like that's all it was for neither one of them to lose. Like Brian put up his money in the bank. And they wasn't gonna have Roman lose that fast. Yep. But they didn't want Roman to beat Brian that fast either. After they had wars before where he's getting dominated. So it was like, all right, how do we throw that fork wrench in there and make people still like, wow. And they got me with that one. That wowed me. I was like, holy shit, that's Brock and Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman, that strut. He had that <laughs> motherfucking strut. He was feeling himself again. Fuck Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But I did, but I but I, I did like the ending though. So nope. you know, I'm I, my thing is um I think Samoa Joe might take that strap off of AJ. He should be champ right now. Yeah. He tapped. That's true. He tapped. Ref was out of position. I mean, I think Samoa Joe will be champ next time. I don't see. I don't see it not happening. AJ been champ for how long now? Almost a year. Almost a year. I ain't gonna say I'm tired of him, but I'm tired of him. I know what you mean. I understand what you're saying, but I I think he's gonna break Punk's record before he drops the belt. Yeah, I think he's holding on to it until the Royal Rumble. Because I think their transition, I think the transition's ultimately going to be, Miz gets that future championship match in Australia, I think, and then he'll use it at the Royal Rumble. So you beat AJ there, then face Brian at WrestleMania. Uh, so I'm about to say, so you Brian win the Royal Rumble. Either that or somehow he wins the number one contendership. You got Brian losing to Miz for the. Yeah, I think they're going to continue the the streak of Brian not getting over on Miz until it's the big one, so to speak. Yeah. I agree. Summer, I mean, uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania, I think they, that's when they're going to do it. What's crazy is I don't want to see the – I don't want to see AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. I don't want to see that match. Nah, you're going to see the – you're going to see yeah. – I feel like you're going to see the Miz and, yeah, and AJ. Miz and AJ. And the Miz – I got Miz winning. I got Miz winning too. I AJ love Styles. the Miz. I mean, and um, – if that's the case, then Daniel's going to win it at Mania again from the Miz. That's what I think is if going to If that's the case, if y'all got him losing all the way around to that, and then he wins And Joe might not moment, get it. It might not go that way. Yeah. It might not go that way. Joe might not touch that thing yet. No. Nah, if he breaks the record, no. Nah. I don't see. I'm mad that Brock even broke the record with that less of title defenses. That don't really count to me. It's a separate. It's not. It's not even the same belt. It's not the same belt. That's just. Some, that's just a prop that they made for him. And him and Roman. That's all it really is. They just position it that way because that's the brand that they're on. If Brock and Roman was on SmackDown, then that belt would have been prestigious. True. But, but it's because it's on Raw. Triple H when he got a belt made for him. True. I mean, it was the same shit. Triple H got a lot of flack. I feel like a lot of people don't fuck with H. Uh, wrestling career, as far as they feel like he was entitled to a lot of shit. He was supposed to be Intercontinental Champion. Huh? He was supposed to be Intercontinental Champion on Raw. He said that belt's beneath me. 
I mean, that's why the big goal came came back. Yeah, like I said, I feel like people respecting more now for NXT. I, I think them behind the scenes. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he top five in in my top five. Top five what? Promoters all time or wrestlers? I'm just saying all time for I'm just as far as promoters or a wrestler contribution to the to contribution to the, to the game the, to the to the game. And the shit behind the scenes, one of the best hills of all time. My fuck, bro. 14-time champion? I mean... I can give... I can definitely say he's... I can give him top 10. He's definitely the top 10. He might be in my top five. He's a, he definitely done a lot. He and got all the accolades. You know what I'm saying? He was a part of... Every faction that was something. DX, both versions. Yeah. Arguably, his version was better. The better of the versions. Yeah, was the invasion, the invasion of WCW. Yeah. Uh, the Rock, the Rock, fucking uh, when he was acting like the Nation, yeah, the Corporation, the Evolution, Evolution. Yeah, he was the game is definitely the game. Uh, he's his name is definitely fits him. Definitely he created the him. Shield and went to war with him. Made one of the made himself a superstar. I, I mean, you know, NXT, all the, all is, NXT, NXT is the biggest. Like I said, that's that's. WWE flagship show. He's responsible for the screw job. He the one that was him. Like that was, that was him all along. Like, what you mean? He the one that told Vince, "Fuck it, if he if he if he want to do business, we do business for him. Fuck him." Wow. Yeah, that was that was that was H back in the day. H was already in. That's why people can fuck me up. H was already in the back, um, in creative before he even started dating Stephanie. That's how he even started fucking with Stephanie because he was already in those meetings by himself. Like. Your top five, I do give, I do give him that because if you look at a lot of these wrestlers that's that's are that are wrestler promoters now, they don't have the success or the the, the accolades that Triple H has in the ring, out of the ring. Yeah, like accomplished accomplishments, like guess not guess from wrestler from actor to mag on magazines and stuff like that, and guess. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, like he, he he's done a lot, so I definitely he's definitely top five. I give him that. I give him that. Definitely, definitely top five, top three, if not number top three, if not number one. So where you put John Cena? At? Uh, greatest Hills all time, John Cena. John would be number six for me. He'd be a six for me. Cause I, I, I tell I people all the time. <laughs> I, I tell people all the time, John Cena gotta be in somebody's top ten. He gotta be. Nah, I feel oh, like absolutely. he could be. He yeah. could easily be in the top five. He just like not said, in my top five. Yeah, he's not so, in my top ten. Though. John Cena in your top ten. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how you're not in your top where, ten. Where do you rank John Cena? I want to know. And how do you rank eleven? Like, and what's your criteria? Like, yeah, like point? what's what? The, how did they even get on your your rank system? No, I would put him. He wouldn't be in my top ten of all time. He might be in my top ten of WWE exclusively, but not all time because I'll put so many other wrestlers above him. Um, oh, like Grado? Flair, <laughs> <laughs> Michaels, uh, Muda, Vader, um, Stan Hansen for me personally. Um, Sting, Rude. Name some cool dudes. Um, Only like two of them I think would be over John Cena. This is just my personal top. Thing. I feel but you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say Chono. Mm. Oh, that's easy. All uh, series. No. Oh, Lex Luger. <laughs> you hit your elbow. I'm like, you talking about this? Chris Jericho got his elbow pads. He's in. He died in the ring. He's back. Oh yeah, back in the Him and Kawada had wars. The original Tiger Mask. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Oh, 
Pat, who you got? What are you thinking? He did the Tiger Driver 91. Oh, I'm too tired to do any kind of Tiger Driver like, 91. I know all his people. I can think everything from him. He did the Rolling Elbow first. Um, I got Jericho number one on my list. Jericho is, is the name. I have Jericho in, in these random particular order. I just can't remember his name. You know what's crazy? I, I want to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ric Flair. Ric Flair number one. Jericho number two. I want to say Jericho is my number one. Jericho is he's goat man. He's, yeah, I just the shit this Ric Flair has been able to do. <laughs> it just shouldn't. It I just guess, shouldn't be. I guess like Ric yeah. Flair number one because he shifts how wrestling as a champion how they guess carried themselves, mm. how they moved, but in the ring, yeah, in the belts and everything. But Jericho, the stuff he's accomplished. How he's reinvented himself so many times and how he managed to work this system right. is amazing. Jericho worked this system like it's nothing, yo. He's on everybody's show. Everybody. And you can't even be mad at him because Vince has still used Jericho because he's Jericho. Like, Masawa is the name I forgot. I couldn't get out. Who was it? Masawa. I don't know who the fuck that is. I got some others. <laughs> John Cena like number seven for me though, because little people that say John Cena can't wrestle, he can. They just give him a bullshit move set. I don't, I don't knock him for his wrestling ability. But every time you see him in the ring with somebody like like even with the AJ match, when he put him in somebody where he got to get busy, Kevin Owens, he when he when he, they let him get busy, he actually shows people that listen, y'all think I can't wrestle. But my moveset is only meant to be five moves. <laughs> I'd say his matches were with AJ were his best matches in the last five years, at least. The Kevin Owens match was good, too. I like the KO matches, honestly. The KO matches was, like, KO good. Yeah. Like, the AJ, AJ match in my top five. AJ in my top five. AJ is my third favorite wrestler. I'm a, I'm a big Austin Aries fan. He in my top ten. Oh, so here he's like number 10 on my top. We got Jericho, Flair, AJ. Mm. I put Hero, Joe, B-Boy, and then I'll put AJ. Jericho. Jericho just belongs in his own category, so I don't even count him anymore. That's true. I'm a big CM Punk fan too, no matter if he quit or not. I love Punk. The the more time I'm away from Punk, the, the more, more I'm starting to hate him. It's it's the more I see him do everything else but wrestle, I don't like him. I'm like, yeah. oh, come on, dog. <laughs> you know everything but wrestle yeah. though. Like yeah, you I was, I was just you you had me. Like I was like so hooked with them pipe bombs and it's gonna leave me hanging. Yeah. Like I was like, yo, he was like my hero, yo. He was my profile picture for a while. Like I was calling myself the CM Punk of rapping. <laughs> he just disappeared. Like, damn, I didn't look anything. It was a it was a light week though this week. I mean, it was good WWE television, but it wasn't nothing like that crazy to really How was SmackDown? Um SmackDown has some good moments. Um, I'm really a big fan of Almas. I think Joe Joe right. went to uh yeah, Joe that, went to his crib. Yeah, that ended the show. Joe went to AJ's crib. Okay, I'll be yeah. going watching that when I get home. Uh, I like stuff like that. See, I love good story, yo, because it makes me want to watch the fight. Between for me was between Raw, Two Hundred Five Live, and um, NXT. Raw had their probably their best tag team. Well, I don't know. The one APA of joint. Was, was it the APA? No, it was a uh, revival versus Dolphin Drew. Yeah, I did see. Yeah, that. I gotta see that match. One that night. match was good. That oh. match was good. That yeah. match was really. They was whipping Dolph ass. Yeah. They was like they really had both of their numbers. Dolph I really liked the revival, yo. But the revival was almost getting their baby face popped. Yeah, they. I love them dudes. I loved them before. Them. I'm like possibly the point. Maybe, maybe it's a way to salvage them. They are literally the best wrestlers tag team on Raw. 
Mm-hmm. The Revival, they definitely, at one point, they were actually my favorite tag team in wrestling, period. I got excited whenever they came out. And it's that they slowed their pace up on Raw, man. They be slowing motherfuckers yeah. up. They both got injured when they got yeah. called up. I think they that was probably why. But I, again, I think the main roster, again, don't allow you to be who you are. They they want you to be who they want you to be, and this is where it falls short at. Because if you don't fit that role, you fall short on NXT. Triple H ain't making them guys be robots. He still let them be them. They got a role to play, but Velveteen Dream is Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. That's why we like Who's him. Patrick Clark. Let <laughs> me like literally like he went in Ricochet. He didn't change Ricochet. He let him still be Ricochet. I would. Th- I wish they let Johnny be Johnny and get this strap because I feel like it's taking too long at this point when he I wins it. I want to see Johnny with the strap. See what I'm saying? This is exactly why see? I don't want to see Johnny with the strap because see. It's t- see? They're not gonna do it. He yeah, he's probably, be NXT yo, he's boring. He always falls short. Yo, Johnny can wrestle, but Johnny is boring. I, I don't, don't want a boring. boring champion. Johnny is great in the ring. He'll give you one of the best matches ever. I can't. I, I can't say he's boring. I, yeah, I don't agree with that. Can't say he's boring. He headlined four takeovers back to back to back. No, but he, he headlined him because of his wrestling and his storyline with who he was fighting. He Great tells good stories though. He, he the story the, the story is good, but him as a champion is not something I'm gonna tune into every week because I already know who he's gonna be fighting, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna keep wanting to see y'all two guys fight every week. I want to see the I want champions like that. I don't know who is the next opponent going to be coming for the belt. Right, and everybody gunning for him. And he like I want all you dudes to come for me. I would love to see Lars be the champion, Mike, but that's gonna be too many, ain't too many big guys that get thrown. I think like him. I think Lars will see the main roster before he sees the NXT Championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's too quick for them. That's what I mean, Mike. I would love to see him as champion, Mike, but who would dethrone him that that they got right now? Keith Lee. It's the only person that can buy next from as far as size. I don't like the new Keith Lee at NXT yet. He ain't growing me yet. Hasn't he only had two matches thus far? Yeah. And he had a backstage thing with Kona Reeves or something. Yeah. I hate him. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck that guy, man. John, I like uh, the bull. The bull from heavy, uh, heavy Machinery had a good match with uh, Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, Otis did have a good match with. Yeah. Yeah. I've always liked Otis. Yeah, I like. Otis. I don't fuck with Tucky. <laughs> I think we think me and Casey think so, Tucky the one who did it. So here's something that's strange. So Impact and NXT, they both pre-tape, but there are always like these odd little coincidences. So a couple weeks ago, uh, you had Falaba against Austin Aries in a main event, and you know his tag team with KM is like Impact's version of Heavy Machinery. Yeah. And this week you had the big guy from Heavy Machinery facing the NXT champion. Just weird little coincidence. I like that they're, shit. They're though. both pre-taped, so I'm not gonna say one's copying the other. Yeah, so. I like that shit. I like like how it's like not- with SmackDown, they've been they had our truth in the main event with with the Miz a couple weeks ago last week. Yeah. That shit was dope to me. Like I, I like when you throw in that element. Like Raw, they do the same shit too too much. The surprise. You want to be surprised. And you but like- they've been a little bit better though. They've been a little bit better though. I give them that as far as the storyline and how they've been. You know, certain situations. But yeah. Stop burying Corbin. He's not burying him. He's in his best position that he's ever been in his no, entire he's career. Not. How is he not? Yo, I mean, you know he's got mad TV time. He's he booked himself in main events. Yeah, but he's corny now, yo. He's always been perceived as corny, though. But he's always, but he's, he was an actual badass before. He was as corny for as two a, matches with Dolph. Think about it. He was, uh, Baron Corbin, whole persona was like the dark horse, Baron Corbin, but they just couldn't get him over, over. So now they, they suit and tie him. I'm sorry, guys. Hello? <laughs> yeah. I'm almost, I'm almost done the interview. <laughs> no, it's cool. Light. <laughs> Light. Yeah, yeah but like we're, not, we're not cutting that. This is how we're not cutting that at all. Like Baron, like I said, Baron Corbin was like the dark horse. He was like this badass was supposed to have been, but he was so boring to people. 
people he couldn't get over. So now they give him a, a suit and tie role where he's seen more the host because he's pretty much the host. You see him all the time. But because he's in that suit and tie, I look at him like a cornball. But he's still having good matches, though. But the matches do be good. I ain't going for it. His matches should be lit. Because he can wrestle. I never said he couldn't wrestle. What I'm saying is they, his matches has been better. Because you can more see him more. The, he's more comfortable in, in, on the microphone now. Like yeah, his promos he, he is coming across better. He's definitely talking better. He like, wait, 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 hold on. We're not going to do this right now. He's he got, do, he his got swag is up. His swag is up. Yeah. He walking out there confident. He gets Open the show corny, closer. yo. Like... I understand you went from, like like Kane, even when he became corporate Kane, I'm like, nigga, you he's got a suit on. He's he's he. It's you the came with a suit on, like it's the rebrand. But he, he, he reinvented. He's not going to stay there though. That's what I mean. Like I don't mind you rebranding, but you know Baron Corbin eventually got to go back to something else. And you when can't. he does, I think that's when he's going to get over. Like if he goes against and he grows his hair back the proper way, no, he does hair back. No, um, no, stay ball, stay ball, keep the ball, stay ball. That that was a part of his nine push. That mm-hmm. that nigga hairline was <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> he's like, we can't make you champion. You know, your fucking hairline is fucked up. We got kids that look up to you. And a, and a smile and belly button. Say, like, <laughs> like, that's why they made him put a shirt on permanently. What happened? <laughs> Yeah, smiling belly button. Oh yeah, you can't. We yeah. can't have that. You know, like they, 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 that's we. We want to be champion with this type of shit going on. Shave your head. Let's put you in the suit inside. Um, have fun with y'all, yo. The cave about to get me in trouble. My lady was like, she's like, she's like, you alright over there? I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. I forgot to call her because I'm fried and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, when you're in relationship, you want to check in when you get there. Let them know you there and shit. Like, you get there? Like, yeah, I'm fried. Like, yeah, they passed me. <laughs> as soon as I got there, they passed something to me and shit. Tonight, <laughs> tonight's relationship advice from Russell Cave. Russell Cave, please. On that, we, we out. We out. Make we sure out. you check in with your lady. We out. Follow us on Russell Cave on, uh, on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook at Russell Cave Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Russell underscore Cave. I'm Trizzy. Yeah. Say <laughs> <laughs>